1: Hello, everybody. Um, We have Dr. Jennifer Blossom with us today. Hello, Dr. Jen. Hey, Kim. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. We are going to be talking today about overcoming the mom rut. So (laughs) it's going to be a very good conversation. I know you have a lot of insight that you can share with us about that.
0: Oh girl, like all the moms just that I meant because I feel like pandemic and then like on top of motherhood, I feel like we are all relating to this overwhelming rut right now. And so anything we can do to talk about this and bring it to light, like I'm here for it girl.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I am too. Well, let's tell everybody who you are first. So you are a boy mom of two and you are an occupational therapist and the CEO and founder of Blossom Moms, which if anyone doesn't know, it's a digital wellness brand that helps overwhelm moms simplify motherhood using healthy habits and simple strategies. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your desire is always to help moms break free from survival mode so they can live with more meaning, fulfillment, and joy in their everyday lives. And you also have your own bot podcast, which I was very grateful to be a guest on um, a while back, The Blossoming Mom Show, and you live in Anchorage, Alaska.
0: Yes. All of those things, girl. I'm like, yep, yeah, yes. You nailed it. Everything. Everything. Yes. Yeah. I'm so thrilled to be here and just to unpack just the conversations we need to be having about motherhood. So thank you for having me on.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and get started then. Cause I know people want to, you know, want want some strategies and want to yes. know, especially everything we've been through over the last year, is, you know, you know, that I, I feel like the words self-care has been such a cliche lately that people kind of roll their eyes at it, like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I know I need to do it, or you know. Or almost kind of, you know, put it on last, although I feel like the mind shift has to change to where moms, you know, look at it as a necessity and something that they prioritize first in their lives. Would you agree with that? 100%. And I think
0: you nailed it of talking about how it's very much this trendy buzzword. But in reality, for moms, it seems very unrealistic because it's like, how can we add one more thing to our plate? But what I have learned that it's really, it's not about what Pinterest tells you, like the seven steps every mom needs for self-care. It's really learning and having that deep dive of self-awareness, that mindset approach, if you will, figuring out what you need right now in this season. And sometimes even on a day-by-day basis, tending to those... Being very clear on that and then getting rid of all the extra crap, if you will. So you can mm-hmm. stop feeling stressed, stretched and stressed so thin. And so that's where this real, this almost like this wholesome approach to self-care for moms comes in it's like really defining like, what do you need right now in this season? Let's go do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I know as an occupational therapist, um, I work with um, multiple occupational therapists in my profession as well. And one thing that they always stress, and I do too in my blogs, you know, when I talk about, um, you know, moms taking care of themselves, uh, we talk about movement. We talk about going outside. We talk about, you know, um, keeping their bodies flowing, if you will. So why is movement so important throughout the day?
0: Gosh, it is just like, Honestly, like we all know physical strength, right? But to me, it also brings that inner strength. It brings this this inner strength, this mental clarity, health, vitality. As moms, like we have to be able to move our bodies in some way or capacity every single day, even if that's just a walk around your park or a walk around your neighborhood. It is not only like the cellular energy and food that your body needs to just get that physical strength and and that stress releaser, but also to tap into the 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 mental and the emotional benefits of it. And I I think, Kim. Oftentimes, as moms, we can almost have this um, idea or this realization that we we don't have time to work out or we don't have time to move our bodies, but we actually overcomplicate it. So we can really learn to simplify it and to create movement in a in a natural flow of our day. um, That is just like a game changer for moms. Whether it is like creating an exercise routine or just creating it, you know, to go along with your kids and and like I said, like walk around the neighborhood or go to the park or whatever it is, like moving your body in some way or some form or some capacity. It's just, it's so important for moms.
1: It is, and you know, and sometimes this might sound funny, but sometimes my kids need it too because they've been home this whole time as well. My daughter's still, you know, virtual learning, so you know, um, she calls it not real school, but (laughs) even though it still is. But um, you know, so she's home. She's in front of a computer all day. You know, I I work. I'm in front of a computer all day. So there's multiple times she gets breaks throughout her day, and sometimes I'll just say, let's just go outside for even two minutes, get some fresh air, and do like ten jumping jacks, or just run around the grass for a minute, and it really. Um, just refreshes us. It really just helps us refocus. And so, it, like you said, you don't have to overcomplicate it. It doesn't have to take, you know, 30 minutes or an hour to go to a gym and then come home and, you know, go through the whole thing. Like, yes, that's very important and that would be great to put that, you know, in place. But sometimes it could just be very quick movement breaks throughout the day and going outside for five minutes and doing 10 jumping jacks and coming in. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It, like you said, like we don't have to overcomplicate it, like, and, and having that approach, like guilt-free, like if you can do like a 30 minute YouTube workout or go to the gym, like awesome. If you can't, like, how can you build in movement for you and for your kids every single day because their little engines need it, our engines need it. And one thing too that we love to do, Kim, is we like to build in um, movement within like the, the natural transitional periods of our day. So a great example of this is like that really weird, like almost that like quote unquote witching hour, like that four to five p.m. when you get home from work, or if you're working from home, or even if you're a stay at home mom. Like this always this this transition yep. from afternoon to evening. That's kind of like a almost like a lull in your day. And I have found that if you can use that time to get outside, walk around the block, like build in a daily walk with your family on most days, that is such a great way to a, like get your kids wiggles out, b like help your body reset for the night and your mind and like, see, like just to prepare you for almost like closing out your day and welcoming in the evening, the routines, the the family time, like that one practice in itself has been so life-changing for me. And I know for so many moms as well
1: yeah absolutely and it does decrease stress, you know mm-hmm. I mean I know it's it's been shown in research and you know and and that's really I think what mom's need that's what I need right now um, I've been feeling very overwhelmed and very stressed over this last year trying to balance a million different balls in the air at one time wearing so many different hats and I know you talk a lot um you know about you know, how moms can um, decrease stress, you know, or feel less overwhelmed. So do you have any quick tips or what suggestions do you have for moms that are looking to feel a little less stressed and overwhelmed in their day?
0: Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like we are too at this point in our life and almost like pandemic fatigue, right? Like we've been going on for for about a year of this and we're just, we're, we're over it, but we don't really have a choice. Like we're still in it. And so some really great practical ways. I know that just hundreds of thousands of moms right now are just feeling that brink of burnout, that full-on burnout, like wherever you are, like I feel like we're all experiencing some taste of it. And so one of the best ways to really reset that overwhelm is number one, start with a deep, like a mindset cleanse almost like this big self-awareness like I was like get a piece of paper out and do a huge brain dump like list out right now everything that is overwhelming or stressful for you because I feel like Kim, a lot of times we can carry on a lot of stuff maybe from our past our childhood this past year and even like the the stuff of the day-to-day that's just not working and we're just trying to it's like trying to fit a square and a like a square peg in a circle Like it's just not working yeah. all these like factors building up inside of us and we don't even know why and so if we can just get a piece of paper out, literally sit down, brain dump everything that is starting to make us feel overwhelmed, stress us out, like all the stuff that's just like, ugh, yucky right now, get it all out on a piece of paper and then yes. draw a big line. Like I'm like a problem solver. Like this is how we're do this. You guys I love so, it. <laughs> draw a big line. And on the right hand side, I want you to list out everything right now in this current season, like right now, what's important to you? Like, who are you? Who do you want to become? Who do you want to show up as? Like what hmm. is that dream mom, that dream person that you want to work towards? Because oftentimes we can't even take that first step in, in, in towards like intentional living with less burnout, intentional motherhood, because we're so caught up just putting out the fires of the day-to-day life. So really thinking about this exercise of gosh, well, who do I want to become? Like, what is that mom? Who does she show up as for herself, for her kids? Like really create that vision and think about those words that describe her. And then look at your list and figure out like, okay, like, wow, this is a little bit off center. Like, this is why I feel so overwhelmed. So that, that really in itself, Kim is like the practical way to get started. And then we can go deeper into like, okay, like this list is great, but like practically like, how do we get rid of the overwhelm? So you let me know, like, if you want me to kind of dissect this more, like, how do we, how do we go from here? But really like that initial brain dump is the very first thing, like get it out of your head, get it on paper. And then from there, we build out like a plan of action to start like nipping this overwhelm in the butt.
1: Yeah, I, I, oh gosh, I love that advice. I think it's excellent, and uh, I talk about that too. You know, and I, I actually try and do it myself. You know, for my own well being, because you know, if it's all stuck in my head, it, you know, that's when even physiological symptoms can happen. So I'll start getting sure. headaches, or you know, because that stress just feels so overwhelming that you have so much to do, and like it's it's all inside of you. So if you externalize it, like you said, and put it on paper, just the fact of putting it on paper, even if you've done nothing on the the list. Even if you have all these things you want to do and you're starting to prioritize your day or you know do whatever you need to do for yourself, even just the fact of externalizing and putting pen to paper will help decrease so much stress and feelings of overwhelmingness um, that even if you don't cross anything off yet, just that mere fact of writing it down will help so much. For sure. I think we can we can
0: make things bigger in our head than they actually are. And we can get caught in patterns of like Patterns of rumination and just always like thinking about all the things which lay down this big rabbit hole. And it's like, okay, let's get it out, let's look at this list and figure out like what we can take off of our plate. Because that's that's the second problem of this is that right now, and really like this message from culture that's very, very much polarized is trying to do all the things for all the people. Like we live in this very much instant gratification, Pinterest, Instagram perfect world, and we feel yeah. like we can't keep up. And that's where, again, like that internal stress comes into. And so it's like, okay what can I get off my plate right now? Like really stripping down our motherhood to the bare bones of what is essential? What is important for me? What needs to get done today? What's important to my kids and not worrying about overloading your plate and overloading your schedule just because you think you have to, but really focusing on like the bare essentials of your day. And if you want to add more things to that list, great. If you get them done, great. If you don't like no big deal and taking that guilt off of you, like you have to get everything done at this time at this day, because then we're like working our whole motherhood from a to-do list. And like, and that stinks. And that that's stressful. That's overwhelming. And your kids can feel that too.
1: Yeah, exactly. And they can. And that's the thing is when I have more stress in my life, my children end up having more stress in their life. And then my behaviors rub off on them. So if I'm a little yeah. more agitated or irritable or that day, um, then they'll end up being that way too. And then their behaviors change. And then I end up getting mad at them because they're acting the same way I am, but <laughs> right. you know, they can't get mad at me in the same way. So
0: it's that ripple effect. It yeah. is. And, and I feel like as moms, like, um, it's really easy for us to almost become blindsided by this. So when we can have these really important conversations about bringing that focus back in on, Hey, like, what is a meaningful motherhood? Like what is important to me, to my family? And we can be in tune with how we are showing up. Cause I feel like, again, like We are so accustomed to showing up and just managing all the chaos and just putting out all the fires. And that's our reality. But when we can take a step back and really be intentional with our thoughts and with our living, that's when things begin to change.
1: Exactly. And I think that's my, one of my problems. And maybe you have some tips for this too. I think I read that you did. So I'm not sure what you can share today, but my, my, well, I have two problems with all of that is I do try to multitask. I do try to do it all, you know, and a lot of times I can accomplish most of it. Um, but then there's, an overwhelming guilt that I end up suffering from that if I have a really productive work day, then I feel guilty that I didn't have a productive mom day. And I feel like I didn't spend enough time for, with my kids. I you know, wasn't as patient as I wanted to be with my kids. And then there's that overwhelming guilt for not being the best mom I can be. Yeah. But then- On the flip side, if I have a really good mom day and I spend all the time in the world with my kids and they have the best day ever, and then they go to bed thinking, oh, gosh, now I have a million things to do tomorrow because I didn't get any of my work done today, where's the balance in that or how do I get rid of some of that guilt?
0: Yeah, that is so, so true. And you are not the only one. I feel like I was just talking with my husband, um, this weekend about that. Like, gosh, I feel so guilty because I was had a great work week and I Mm -hmm. just missed out on moments with my kids. And that's just like this yin and the yang. But honestly, we, we have to rate ourselves of this idea that mom guilt, like it's just, it's a lie. Like we are fully like, our best versions of ourselves when we are pouring into ourselves, like body, mind, and soul. And for some of us as moms, like that means like we are working moms. And so, what the best advice can I have learned myself and applied myself is like when we are um, at work, like be fully at work and like show up and be your best. And when you're at work, like you don't have to worry about your kids, like you know that they're being well taken care of and you can focus in on your work and do your work well when you're at home, like be at home, like, and, and it is so hard because yeah. we, can, we can work on like managing our thoughts. And I know like I have two little boys. And so when we're like playing Legos or playing trucks or doing like all the boy things, like mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking about like, Oh, Hey, there's this unfinished project or I have an email to do this or like whatever, a podcast to prepare for us. Like it's, but it's like, okay, like, but right now I'm with my kids. And so it's like seeing those thoughts, letting those thoughts go and just being present in, in the moment. And that's really, really hard. But what I have learned that like, honestly, like it is all about quality instead of quantity time. Cause you can spend the whole day with your kids, but if you're like frustrated and frazzled and snappy, and like, you're like thinking about all the work you have to do, like you're not really present with them. And so we're better moms. Like when we're taking care of ourselves and doing the things that we need to do or want to do. And when we're fully attentive to that, and then like just letting that go, like letting that, letting that guilt go and knowing that like, when we are taking care of ourselves and doing our thing and then being fully present and being with our kids like that's the best that we can do and and that's just good enough
1: Yes. Oh, that's such great advice and I am actually going to take it myself because you you said it so well that I sometimes I am sitting there with my kids playing and trying to be present and then I get distracted and there's so many distractions I get throughout the day of oh, I have this deadline I have to meet or I have to get like you said get this email back or you know whatever it is and I just I just get um, too wrapped up in the distractions. Is there any advice you have for getting rid of some of those distractions or yes. how do you how do you get rid of some of those yes
0: so when i think of distractions i really look at gosh like all the distractions that we have coming at us all day long and so the first like Thing that comes to my mind are phone notifications. And so mm-hmm. if you think about things like Instagram, Facebook, emails, um, phone calls that come in, all of these things on our phone that are pulling at our attention. And so if we can start to put up those boundaries in that discipline of how can I structure my phone in a way that it's not gonna ding and distract me and you know pull up my attention all day, like that's the first. Let's get all the notifications off your phone. And then being really, really disciplined, especially like for us, Kim. Like I know we do a lot of our work work online on our phone. And it's really easy to pick it up and just like, yep. oh, I'm on Instagram for work, but am I doing work right now? So we can like fill our days with tasks that are busy, but not necessarily like the right tasks. Mm. And so getting very disciplined with the I, what I believe is number one distractor, our phone. So number one, like getting rid of those, just dis- those notifications. Number two, like looking at our mindless habits within that phone. So whether it's mindless scrolling, whether it's watching, you know, YouTube or Netflix or Whatever it is, right. on our phone, like in like looking at really like how much screen time are we putting, you know, towards that phone, what we can do to d- decrease that. And then, um, what's even been e- even more helpful is being able to put our phone on airplane mode or in a different room, like when we are doing work or with our kids, but really like removing or eliminating that distraction and that temptation for us is. So huge. So number one, like phone and your habits on social media or the internet, that's been huge. Um, a second, like huge distraction for moms, whether you are a working mom or a stay at home mom is procrastination. This can come in the form of procrastinating. Like right now, Kim, like I have 35 emails and I kind of procrastinated that this morning. That's like (laughs) tasks that we don't want to do is whether it's like answering emails or paying bills or cleaning the house, doing laundry. Um, You know, calling your mom, doing a work project, like really thinking about the things that you don't want to get done. So we procrastinate it and then it just like waste even more time. So if we can get up and nip it in the butt, like first thing, what I always call like, what are your most productive windows in the day? And for me, like that's first thing in the morning. For some people, it could be like late at night or like whatever that is. Figure out when your most productive windows are in your day. Get rid of those distractions and get it done. And and like really like even like going further, you can set a timer on your stove or on your phone or on your oven or like whatever. Um, and just focus in and that in that container of time, like you know you're working hard and full and like full on in that, those 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it is to finish this, this task. And then you're done. And you don't have to worry about thinking about it or procrastinating, um, on that. And that kind of piggybacks into my last distraction I have is task jumping. So this kind of goes in, in alignment with oh, procrastination. Yeah. It's like, we jump from task to task, right? It's like, especially like for work, this is like so tangible of like, okay, oh, I'm, I'm so
1: gonna... guilty of that.
0: Like, I am so you know? guilty of that. <laughs> so true. Like, so like jumping from work project to work project, and we never like actually complete anything in its entirety or maybe at home it's like we do five minutes of laundry and ten minutes of meal prep and this and that and like we just jump from task to task to task almost like we have like this shiny object syndrome and then we get to the end of our days and we're like oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. And I was so busy, but nothing actually got done today. And so it's looking at, okay, well, well, why? And so instead of task jumping, like, can we do one project and do it well and complete it in its entirety and then be done with it? And then, and then like not have to worry about it. Or if it's like an ongoing project, like a work project, can you set a certain time? Like, so, Hey, for today, I'm going to work on this project for 60 minutes and then be done. So just being very, very intentional with where your attention is going and knowing that Nobody in the whole world gets to control your, your, your focus or your attention, like, or your energy, like that's on you. And when you can really understand like, wow, like I let my attention and my focus go to things like procrastination or mindless internet scrolling or Instagram or whatever, like I let my attention go there when we can really take back ownership over that and say, Hey, no, like I'm in the driver's seat of this. I control where it goes. That's where that intentionality begins to create momentum, and we have less overwhelm because we're not being pulled in a thousand different distractions. That was like a huge list, Kim. But that was like,
1: um, yeah. uh, like no, that was amazing. <laughs> That's so true. This is like chock full of practical ways that you know. I mean, I'm soaking it in because, like I said, I'm so guilty of that. And 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 maybe if you have, you know, even some more tips on how to. And this might help moms too to prioritize and organize your day because uh-huh. I am the type of person that will, you know, spend 20 minutes helping my daughter with virtual schooling. And then all of a sudden I'll have laundry to do. And then I'm, oh, I got to prep this for dinner. And then I'll think, okay, then I'm going to do some emails. And then I end yes. up asking, you know, all throughout the day, day and night. And I don't really have set office hours. I, you know, I don't have times, it just kind of sprinkles in all throughout my day. And then that's kind of when I start getting angry of feeling resentful yes. of my work because I think, oh, I just, I, I don't really, like if my kids were at school and I had six hours, you know, during the day to get my work done. So then when they came home from school or by the time I picked them up, then I'd have the rest of the day with them and everything was done. But now it's like, I'm finding myself having to like, you know, sprinkle it in throughout my day whenever I have a spare moment. And my husband even said this to me, he said, every single moment you have, you fill it with something yes. and it's hard. Yeah. So how do I how do I stop that? I feel like this is my own therapy session, but I know it's helping tons of moms out there. So I know I'm not the only one. No, but no. how do I yeah, how do I organize and prioritize all of that so I I don't, you know, start, you know, feeling resentful because I'm filling in all those little spots because I feel like I have to to try and get everything done
0: you like, I feel like I'm like, is this me or is this you? Like, I feel like i like, this is something that is so common and I have been right there with you. And to be honest, like I still have to work every single day. This like very much of this Enneagram three in me of being like achieve, 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 like white space is hard. Like yes. is hard because like, especially like you, like, My family is my priority and my kids are super little. Like my oldest, Brody, he's three. My youngest, Cole, he just turned 11 months. And so it's like, man, like it is full on like early mornings, nap time grind, like late nights when I'm working at the clinic. It's just, it's a lot. And so I too, Kim,
1: And they need you all day, every day.
0: All day, every, yeah. It is just, it is such an intense season right now. But like having really, really, really intentional habits in place has been really helpful. And one of those, Kim, like you said, is like, learning how to maximize the moments I need to, but also like, hey, I have to have moments of white space or I like personally am really, really prone to anxiety and panic attacks and like just all of that snowballing. And that doesn't doesn't happen like immediately overnight. That's like me being on overdrive for too long. And then it's like, oh, hey, your body's melting down. (laughs) So it's like knowing like what the ramifications are don't create this, like it's super important. So what has been like, the game changer for me, and this is like, not like me on this huge pedestal. It's for me, like actually being broken. Like I've been in the rut. I've been in the pit. Like I've been completely overwhelmed with like the 12 piles of laundry staring at me, the dirty tile, like the hot, the hot mess. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. Like I know exactly what that feels like. Cause that was my reality for so long. And so what I say like to moms is the very, very first thing is that we have to get clear on our priorities. This all comes down to getting very, very clear of who the heck you want to be as a mom? Like we we just get. I feel like we just get thrown into motherhood, and we can read all the books and all the blogs and everything. But when we become moms, it's just like whoa! Like this is reality. And then we have more kids, and we just it just keeps piling on. And we don't ever have that intentional space to really think about. Who do I want to show up as? A, like for myself and B, for my kids, because this, this 18 years, like give or take, it's going to pass regardless of how we show up for our kids. And oftentimes, I feel like moms just go through motherhood almost mindlessly because we're so quote unquote busy doing all the things for all the people. And we, and we get like, I don't know, I'm only like four years and three and a half years into this, but it's like, Wow, like I have to be intentional because this time is happening, it's happening fast. And so, number one, yeah. like, what are those priorities in my life? Like, again, like, who do I want to be? Who do I want to show up as? What kind of mom do I want to be for my kids? And really think about that person because that is where everything falls from. Like, your mindset, your thoughts, your habits. If you don't know who you want to become or who you want to work towards, like, how do you even know what that first step forward is? So, you get very, very clear on what's important to you, like, what those core family values and beliefs are. Are for you, for your family. And then you start to assess like, okay, like what is important for me right now in this season? What can I let go of? Like right now, Kim, like things like volunteering and baking things for like preschool or like uh-huh. for church, like all of these things. Like it's just, will it be a priority? Like later on in my motherhood? Yes. But right now, like my priorities are shifted and changed and there's, my kids are so needy right now at home. Like those are where my priorities are. So looking at what can you get off your plate? That is just like, things that you like to do, but are just like causing you to just say yes because you have to say yes. So learn to start saying no to things that are just things on your plate, right? Like it's, it's, it's when we are saying yes to something, we're also saying no to something else. So if I say yes to this speaking engagement, like, would it be a great opportunity? Yes. But I have to be away from my kids for seven days right now. And that's just not realistic for my family. I'm saying yes to that. I'm saying no to watching my son take his first steps. Right. So it's really learning, like, what are we saying yes to? What are we saying no to releasing that guilt? And then like, looking at practically, like, do, do we want to dive into, like, how to prioritize and organize our day? Because I think that is also huge. Like, learning, okay, like, what where I want to go, but then, like, realistically, how do I make my days work for me? Like, do you want me to unpack that, too?
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Like, keep it coming. Studying.
0: I'm so passionate. Okay. up here like, <laughs> right on stage because I'm, like, really getting into this. I wish we were all, like, in this huge stage arena right now. We have, like, big flowers, our coffees, like, our
1: Starbucks ready to go. I'm, like, I'm, like was like, no. it's like a marathon no this is amazing just think about how many moms we are helping right now like you so have good. so many great practical tips oh. and I think that's what's most helpful is because you know a lot of things are very theoretical out there like you said a lot of the books yes. that you read and yes. things like that are you know to, to make these life-changing you know type things and it doesn't always work that way I mean for me I love giving parents practical tips of this is exactly what you can do try it if it doesn't work we'll, we'll try the next thing but I like having that that was very specific things because they're just so much easier to wrap your brain around and actually implement. And then you feel better because it's actually working, you know?
0: So... So Yes, I was just having this conversation um, for like some like a book a book thing. So, anyways, there's like we're talking about like all the books in the market right now and how there's this huge gap for moms. Like all of these self help books are great, but they're in like time management and productivity, blah blah blah. Like they're really great, but they're very much like band aid set like band aid approach. Seventeen steps, the perfect whatever morning. And it's like okay, but where's the reality for moms? And I think what's missing is a like conversations like this. I I mean, here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, also, like, <laughs> We're like, changing like, the world, like, Jen. <laughs> like, we just, like, totally to our own horn, but there's that. Okay. Anyway, I was like very, very humble, but okay. No. Um, But really like looking at like, it's okay if it doesn't work, how do we tweak it to make yeah. it work for us? And like, that's why I think moms can get so discouraged and so disheartened is because like, but I followed that book and I practiced this affirmation and it didn't work for me. And it's like, okay, let's go deep. Like, let's really figure out what works for you. Like, and also like in this season, cause they also feel like our seasons change so quickly and what worked when your kids True. were newborns, like aren't going to work when they're toddlers. And so having that autonomy of saying like, okay, like these are my foundational roots. Like, how do I, how do I tweak this as I go out? as I go throughout motherhood. So practically speaking, so we get clear on, okay, like this is who I want to be. Like, this is who I want to become. Like that, that can change too, as you go throughout motherhood. So always just thinking about becoming that best version of yourself every single day. Um, practically like prioritizing our days this is huge. So I'm all about, again, like those brain dumps. And so having a Sunday night family meeting is one thing that has been so helpful for me and for my family. And so basically like sit down Sunday night with your husband or with yourself or like whatever, and figure out like what's upcoming this week. Like what are the priorities of our week? Like what are things that are non-negotiable? So, you know, work, events, all the things, doctor's appointments that have to get done this week, boom, like write it down and then figure out like on a, on a daily basis. Cause we, we can, we can overlook our week on Sundays, but if we we try to plan out Monday through Friday in detail. Like it, we all know like the week changes on a day by day basis. So that Sunday meeting is sure. just like an overview of like what's coming up this week. And I also pop into like what's happening this month. Um, and then what I always have our moms do is every single night you create like a little schedule for the next day. This gives you like a strong foundation of this is how I would like my day to go, but we all know like things happen, but if you, you can kind of have like a, a game plan of what you would like to see happen, that's really helpful. Then check in with that schedule on Monday morning. So or not Monday morning, but like the morning of, um, so when it comes to scheduling, this is where it's so, so important. I need like all of our moms to listen is that the traditional route of time blocking, like very, very strict hour to hour to hour. Like this was like my OCD. Like when I was in grad school years ago of like, just like by myself, no kids, like six to 8.00 AM doing this nine to 10 p.m. Like it was just like, very. <laughs> and, like I tried to try I'm only laughing because I can relate so, so well. Oh, so well. and it was like fantastic because every box was colored coded and it got checked off. Then like I tried that in and I was like, wow, this does not work at all. And so even like traditional people who like teach time blocking, it's like, that's great. But like what happens when it doesn't work for moms? And so what I love to teach moms is look and work with the natural like chunks of your day. So I always say morning like afternoon and evening. And this goes for like, if you are, and I know Kim, like you and like, we both work out of the home and we both work in the home. So my days look different when I'm treating patients as an occupational therapist. And they look different when I'm at home, like doing podcast interviews, you know? So looking at, if you're a working mom or you're stay at home mom, if you can look at your days in chunks, like morning, afternoon, and night, those three chunks, and then you create that list. So every night before pick four to five things, that's it. Just four to five things that you need or you want to get done that day. So this can be things like, okay, work. I work from whatever this hour to this hour or this time chunk to this time. chunk. Um, I need to run to the store. I need to, I have a doctor's appointment. So picking out those four to five things that you need to get done. And then you just schedule them in like the flow of your, of your day. So for me, like when I'm staying at home, I need to do like the laundry in the morning and I need to do these podcast interviews in the morning. So I know like non-negotiably, like these interviews are scheduled. They cannot budge. If something runs late or a kid gets sick or whatever, I know I can scoot my laundry around from the morning to the afternoon. And it's totally fine. Like I'm still gonna get it done today. It's just wiggled around. So having that autonomy exactly. of looking at, four to five things you need to do. Don't worry about the exact hour timeframe and just being able to rotate them as needed. And then like, that's it. Like you can achieve four to five things in a day. And if something doesn't get done, just roll it on to the next day. And then you're not working from this crazy endless to-do list every day. That's super defeating. Cause you're like overloading your task. I always have like a bucket list too, of things that I'd like to get done during the, during the week. And if I want to, like I can pull one out from for a, like on Monday and like get it done. But if not, like it's no big deal. And that takes this pressure off of like having. having. Having to do like freaking all the things all the time—that is like where we feel that overwhelm, right? And so, like, yeah, this. This like gives you that authority of like not having to live your life from a checklist, but also like knowing that these things like are in alignment with your long term vision of a like who you are, what what your family is doing, like where you're going. Like it's very very intentional with the kind of life that you want to create, and you're not just chasing fires and putting out fires. You're very very intentional, um, and like things happen, like I'm like life happens, mom life happens, and it's not like this perfect thing all the time. But it's a good foundation to be um, to have like structure and flexibility, and to be okay with. Things don't go like how they're supposed to, it's totally okay. Just like being able to roll with that, like that's the power we have as moms to like not get so worked up, but to be intentional and to roll with the punches as
1: needed. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness, this is so helpful. I can't even tell you. I'm (laughs) I have this, I feel like I have this whole new outlook. How I'm gonna live my life now. So no, thank you. Because I mean, I think you get so. (laughs) <laughs> you get so, I get so used to, you know, your the pattern that you've always known because you feel like that's, that's the, the most comfortable pattern to be in, you know, but uh-huh. it's okay to try new things because it might actually be better. You know, it might actually be more helpful. And unless we try them, we won't know, or unless we have other conversations with other moms to say, well, what works for you? Oh, maybe I'll try that, you know, versus just trying to do what you've always done because that's the only ways, way you know, and it may not be the best way or the most you know, healthy way or the most helpful way. So um, sure. these are amazing tips. I know we're almost out of time, but I do want to touch on one more thing. So I know you've talked about it before. Um, and I think it's really going to help because I know, you know, during the day is is, you know, all the things we talked about already, but I want to talk about nighttime really quick, because when I don't get a good night's sleep, I am not a good person the next day. So I could sit there on a Sunday night and, you know, make my list for the next day or for the week and, you know, have it all ready to go. And then I go to bed Sunday night feeling, okay, I'm, I'm super pumped for this week and I'm ready for it, you know, bring it on. And then I end up getting a horrible night's sleep, I end up staying too late scrolling on my phone or, you know, my kids come in in the middle of the night needing water or something. And then I end up having insomnia and can't getting back to sleep. So what are, and then I'm just horrible the next day. Like I'm just exhausted and I'm not my best self. So what are some sleeping tips you can give moms to try and help them set them up for a good night's sleep so they're their best self the next day?
0: So good. And it's so true. Like with, we can do all of the healthy eating and all the exercise and everything. But if we aren't prioritizing our sleep, like not that that stuff doesn't matter, but it, completely impacts us mentally, emotionally, cognitively. I mean, it's just sleep is so important. And if we have moms today who are in that newborn stage, like give grace on yourself because that is a season. Um, but for moms with like kids who are sleeping through the night, I have three things that I always prioritize, um, eating unplugging and that nighttime routine. So the very first thing is is stop eating. So, so this was a huge struggle point as of, of mine, Kim, as when my kids used to go to bed, it was like, Oh my gosh, like I could just decompress and not necessarily like binge eat. Cause that was definitely a season way back in my past, just disordered eating. But it was like, Oh, just like comfort food, popcorn, like cookies, ice, like just, even though it was like healthy ice, like what I quote unquote, like, oh yeah. God, right. But it was just like, I would eat, just like, oh, like decompress. And so what really has been helping that I would like feel gross the next day, which is the whole ripple. So stop eating a few hours before bed. Like when you have, when you're done with dinner, have a cup of tea, a piece of gum, and just be mindful. If you want a piece of chocolate, have a piece of chocolate, but be mindful so you're not nibbling all throughout the night. Like if you have not if you have a night like where you want to splurge and indulge, like by all means do it. But on a habitual, like day-by-day basis, try to be really intentional with when you have dinner, if you want a little dessert, and then be done eating. So again, have that cup of tea, have a piece of gum drink some water, brush your teeth, call it good. Number two, unplugging from social media. This is so important because we can waste so much time at night. I'm talking three to four hours. I mean, what could you do with your life yeah. every day if you get three to four hours back, right? We're all saying, I don't have enough time, but like how much are you exactly. spending endlessly on your phone? So unplugging two hours, bare minimum from your phone at night. And I mean like put it on airplane mode, put it in your room or put it in the kitchen and be done for the night. And you're like, do you know like my alarm clock? Well, like buy an actual alarm clock. Because if you don't trust yourself to have those boundaries to not grab your phone last thing at night, first thing in the morning, like get a regular alarm clock. And that's like painful to say, cause we're so used to having that comfort, like that little pacifier of our phone, but those habits yeah. are really, really harmful for you. And so unplugging from social media two to three hours before you go to bed. Again, putting your phone in a different room if you don't have that willpower until you do have that willpower back. Um, And that same thing goes for like Netflix. And if it's like a Friday night or a Saturday night or a random Wednesday night, you're like, hey, I need to watch The Office or Gilmore Girls. Like you get it, girl. But like, like every once in a while, I'm like, Oh yeah, shit's creek. Like, I need like a good two-hour binge and I love it. And the next day, I'm good, I'm like, not need it again. But I'm like, but if you're doing that every single night, like that becomes a problem. And so when I say like unplug from social, that means all technology. And then that's where we build out this really healthy nighttime routine. So your kids are in bed and you're able to like have all this stuff like to yourself, like this time to yourself, you can like get your house tidied up. You can take a shower, wash your face, like have this routine where you're able to reset yourself and connect with your husband, like whatever, crawl into bed. And like, Oh my God, like what is this? Like get an actual book out or do a meditation or just what, like what, like having that intentional space to, sleep to prepare your body for yes. a reset because the whole idea of this is so that you are intentional with how you unwind for the day so it's also like a springboard for your next day to start with momentum because the opposite of this and then doesn't always go as planned like it sounds like very like oh my god this is perfect but like it doesn't always happen it doesn't but, but like if you can be intentional with how you want it to go 8 times out of 10 like it's going to happen like this right or whatever sometimes yeah. 10 the other side of this is that if you don't do this, what are your habits now? Okay. So you eat until midnight or you have all these snacks until midnight or whatever you scroll on Instagram, you watch Netflix every night. It's 12, 1230 because we all know like, Oh, just one more episode, just one more episode. Like I totally have like, I've done that. Like, I just, I mean, like, there's no, like, what happens next? So like, we know that feeling like it's midnight and you're like, gosh dang it. I'm going to feel like crap the next morning. And then you do, and you sleep mm-hmm. in and you get up with your kids and it's, it affects your whole day. Like, it's not just this, I need sleep. It's like, no, like, this is the foundation for your motherhood. And so it's so much deeper than a really cute, like, the best uh, nighttime routine for moms. Like, no, like, it's actually, like, really deeper than that. And so thinking about it in, yeah. a, in a sense of, like, it's, letting you unwind from the day and letting you reset body, mind, and soul, but also it's setting you up for success and momentum for the next morning. And that's your day, which becomes your week, which becomes your life, your motherhood, your kid. Like it's, it's so profound. And that's like so deep. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever talked about nighttime routines, like as deep as that,
1: (laughs) but like, it's so true. It's amazing. Yeah. But it is so true. And um, it's very important. And like I said, I mean, I I know firsthand, you've mentioned it, um, it it really affects your your next day. And so setting yourself up for success the next day starts in the evening, the night before. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I used to stay up late because that was the only time I could get alone. I'm not a morning person, so I couldn't get up before the kids. And half the time, they'd be in my bed. And if I moved, they'd wake up. And so it defeated the whole purpose. But so nighttime, after everyone went to bed, including my husband, from like 9 or 10 P.M. to midnight was my time. And it was sometimes I just wanted to stay up because it was just quiet. And that was the only space that I had just to have me. Um, but then I started noticing that that wasn't good for me either because I was staying up so late. And then if I was wakened up in the middle of the night, that it just would set everything off. And so I've been actually going to bed earlier. And as you mentioned, not going on social media before bed, you know, putting that away. Um, and it's been helping so much. And I, I just feel better, you know, waking up in the morning. So it, it works. I mean, these yeah. things are really practical tips that work that, you know, that from, from real life experience. So this, they're perfect. They're great tips. So good.
0: Well, and I think it can be discouraging for moms too, <clears throat> because it is, we live in this very much like this Pinterest world. And it's like this band-aid five-step night routine is supposed to be perfect for you. And it's like, but it's not. So you have to figure out what works for you. Like what. Yes mean me what that means for you and, and make it work for you. Like, don't just slap on what somebody else is regurgitating, like really figure out like what you need to reset body, mind, and soul and do it. And if it changes day by day, totally fine. Like just having that willpower and that knowing of like, yeah, I got this. I, I know what I need and I'm going to give that to myself. And that's, that should be so liberating for so many moms out there.
1: Absolutely. So the couple words that um, I just want to close with is intentionality, Mm -hmm. structured flexibility, (laughs) and being prepared. Because, you know, honestly, this year, a lot of us, me included, have been in survival mode. I mean, I don't know a mom that hasn't been in survival mode this whole year and still are, you know, maybe going through some of that. Um, But one thing I have learned as a mom, you know, I'm seven years in now, so a little bit further along than you, but doesn't matter. I'm not comparing. It's just, you know, I've had a little bit, um, you know, a couple more years, I guess, in it Mm -hmm. um, to to learn this, um, that you can't always wing it. Yes, you can be in survival mode sometimes. Like you said, every day is not going to go as planned. But to try and be as mindful and intentional and prepared for your days as possible will be so much better than just waking up willy-nilly and just kind of winging it throughout the day. I feel like I've never had success doing that. Now, of course, there's once in a while when kids are sick, like you said, and everything's just completely thrown off. You kind of have to do that you know, just to survive the day. But to, to live that lifestyle day in and day out, I personally have found after seven years that that is not helpful. And other moms I've talked to, same. So I think just that, you know, structured flexibility, you know, that intentionality and that, you know, preparing, you know, for your day, I think are three things that are really just three tips that can really help a lot of moms out there. And then everything else will kind of follow suit, you know, finding time for self-care and finding, you know, doing the sleep routine and prioritizing, organize your day. Like all of that will come together if those other three things are in place.
0: Absolutely. Yep. And it all boils down to releasing the the need to always be overwhelmed. Like we have this misconception from society that moms always have to be overwhelmed and we don't. And that comes down to simplifying really like your, your mindset, simplifying your, your habits and how you create this, the structure in your day and just simplifying your motherhood. Like we don't yes. have to make it so complicated and we do. And that's where that struggle and that overwhelm comes into play. And so yeah, I just think it's so important for us as moms to just to remember that and to just hold on to that truth and to just to live it just daily in our lives.
1: I love it. Thank you, Jen, so much. Um, Where can everyone find you? Please tell us where they can find you. And if you have anything upcoming that you want to share where they can join you, um, please go ahead and share that.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for having me on. I just have loved watching you and just being a part of your community for years and your work is just incredible. So we just love you girl from the sideline thank and you. always here for you and for your work is just incredible. So, um, for all of our listeners today, we actually have a podcast show as well. So I'd love to connect with you over there, the blossoming moms show. Uh, we are most active on Instagram. So we are at, um uh, blossoming moms underscore co and then at BlossomingMoms.co.co.co for our website.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for all of your tips. And I'm a huge fan of yours too. I just, I can't wait to meet in person one day, honestly. So (laughs) one day we'll have to make that happen, but for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. you, And I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk again real soon. Yes. Yes. Thank you, girl. Thank you for joining us today. I can't wait to have you back for more. Make sure to subscribe to the Parentologist Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure to tell your friends. This podcast is not intended to be a replacement for therapy. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please call 911.